You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish <clears throat> Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPidley, be your host as always. I'm joined by a rather down in the dumps, Wilson. Wilson, how are we this fine weekend? It's been it's been, it's been nothing short of terrible, to be honest. I'm 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 disappointed, disappointed in what's been on this weekend, but we'll talk about it later on the show. Maybe Stuart Mark can cheer me up now. We've got rid of Mark and Rory for a wee spell. <laughs> Shankers is AWOL again. Enjoying the celebrations, quite rightly so. Rory, we're hoping to join later on in the show. Mark Whelan's filling in. Mark, how are you? Oh, over the moon. Absolutely buzzing. It's just, uh, it's no saying yet at all. It's I feel like a big kid at Christmas. It's great. Brilliant. We're joined by a special guest as well. We're joined by the former heir, St. Marin and Horrorford striker, Stuart Keane. Stuart, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show. Thanks for joining us. That's lovely. I'm glad to be on. How you been? Good, I know bad. It's been a tough time, obviously, it's been a tough time for everybody. So it has but um, getting there, quasi getting slow link, can he, we're all can starting to see the other side of it. So hopefully we'll we'll be all right. Definitely couldn't agree more. We'll start with some kind of sad news we heard over the week before we touch on the results. We Ian St. John sadly passed away. <clears throat> legend of the Scottish game, obviously I played for Motherwell, played for Liverpool, also a Scotland legend. Wilson, just what was your memories of Ian St John? Obviously, you grew up in the Saints and Graves era. Oh, well, that's that's what that's what that's what it was. It was Saturday morning um, television now and again because because he was you know that good but older than me. Obviously, um, I didn't. I always the way the program kind of worked. It was if Ian St John was the presenter and Jimmy Greaves was the ex pro. Now you'd heard of Jimmy Greaves because England won the World Cup in '66, and he was injured, so Jeff Hurst played, etc. In the next history, um, I didn't really know that Ian St John actually played. Um, to be honest, because the, the, the kind of famous Liverpool teams that I grew up with, you know, he was he was long gone by then. It wasn't until you know later on when St Greaves had probably finished that I actually realised that he played with Motherwell and Liverpool, and um, I just <laughs> I thought it was a television presenter at first, but that was a great show and. But we're absolutely ruined now in terms of television with football shows and social media shows and all these kind of things. But then, you know, it was grandstand and Saint and Greavesy. That 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 was your that was your football. So uh, it's always sad. And I know Jimmy Greaves isn't the greatest of health either. Um, but you know that was a funny show and it kind of brought the likes of on of if you guys remember fantasy football with Frank Skinner and David Baddiel. You know, yeah. Saint and Greavesy was the kind of pre for for the guys as well. So oh, it's always sad news. Always sad. Definitely. Stuart, you had a, a wee story as well about meeting me in St John. Other than that, it's a, you told us it off air, but it's a brilliant story. <laughs> I think it was, um, it, was a, it was a primary school at the time. So it was in, um, back then, a man was we were playing, it was a kind of Scottish Cup final. You get through different stages, the local areas, and then you get through and get through. And you end up, it was, we played the semi final outside the Ibrox. So we did. And then we got, you played the final, you played the final at half time on the pitch. So it was him who was going out of trophies after it. That was the time I met him, I, but it's, it's sad news. Definitely. So, but I, it, was, it was nice to meet him. Yeah, I've, I've actually, one of the first autobiographies I read was Ian St John's book, and it was, again, it kinda, I think it's still in that cover, actually. It's a great, great read as well. It kind of let you into the, how good he was as a player. 
We'll move on. We'll touch on the, the results over the weekend. There's only one place to start. And after 10 years, Rangers are the champions for the 55th time. Look at the face in Mark Wilson there <laughs> with that statement. <laughs> Mark, we've been we've been through it all with Rangers fans. I'm not gonna lie, it's as it And you deserved that. And you deserved that, let's be honest. Let's <laughs> <laughs> But what a moment, what a day, what it's just a, an amazing journey finally concluded with uh, the 55th title. Mark, just sum up how you're feeling. Well, I'm not shocked, um, as I've been very, very vocal on this show about I think you could have got the 55 banners out after that first old firm game in October at Parkhead. Um, what I would say is, though, and I, and I know we've had banter on social media on this show, etc., the league table does not lie. And the best team wins a league. And for, for this season, and it, was, and it actually brought me on, I was listening to Open All Mights yesterday in BBC Scotland, and it was Derek Ferguson made a good point. He, he asked, I think he asked Stuart McCall, who's been your player of the season. And you know, I think you could, you could actually hear all the guys in Open All Mights starting to think about it. And, you know, you're, look, you're looking at how well Rangers have done, not conceded goals, but Alan McGregor could have been your player of the season. You know, because when a save's been made or needed to be made, he's made it. Then you had the dis- we had the well, they had the discussion about Tavernier because obviously his goals and assists count. Then I think it was the uh, Leanne Crichton brought up. Well, what about Goldson, who's really no put a foot wrong and played the last? I think he's played every minute of every game this season. Um, somebody mentioned Kent, which I, I, then, then I turned the radio off when somebody mentions him. To be honest, <laughs> um, one good game in fifteen. Uh, but and and that's and that's when you know a team's done really well, and it's not just a case of. I mean, let's be honest. Every team in Scotland's on their knees. There's there's no doubt in that. But they've done as well as they have done the league in Europe as well, and that and that's when you know it's 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 not it's not a fluke. They're like twenty points clear, or whatever it is, and they're just. Can I get a wee buzz? Ran over St Mullen. It could have been anything yesterday after they got those two goals. Um, and as I said, the the best team by by a mile this year has been Rangers, and and, and they've won the league at a canter, Definitely. which is disappointing to be honest. But anyway, well, <laughs> the, the one thing I would say, Scott, sorry, just to, the one thing I would say, which and folk will say, oh, he's this and he's that because it's Rangers. The reason I didn't want Rangers to win the league, and this is the truth, right? The last time Rangers stopped ten in a row was nineteen seventy four, right? And Kelly finished twelfth that season as well. So I'm hoping that's not. I'm hoping that's not an omen um, for 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 the rest of this season. So that's why I was quite set against Rangers winning the league. Cleland, sum up how you're feeling. This is a a show where we're just everybody's going to get a chance and how to say how much the Rangers deserve it and. Nobody will be more willing to say that more than me, but Cleland, how are you feeling? Just over the moon, mate. Honestly, it's, it's been 10 years far too long. And obviously, we've been for going for the lowest point, third division, getting put down there. Like the journey's been nuts. Can, uh, 10 years ago, we've been put down, we've been put down, like, so we've had Kachinia and stuff, like a pure left fielder, absolutely nobody has ever heard of. Integrate Murray, then Gerard, like, I did rock them off who come for the under-23s for Liverpool straight into Rangers but honestly it's just I don't even have any words for it to explain it it's just 10 years of absolute agony coming winning the old firm 2019 
and then coming into like obviously basically made a ballsy in the January did the better stinker and then just honestly I mean it's just lost for words I mean like say time I think the lowest point for me was like throughout the journey and that was I think Michael Chopra made his debut for Alawa and I think we drew two each at home and a Wednesday night it was actually Tuesday Wednesday night and I thought what am I doing here like honestly remember the game, like, remember the game at Hearts remember the game against Hearts oh don't even go there mate. Remember that, that, that was, that was mental that was a write off honestly see when you look back and they absolutely carry on moving through till like now it just doesn't it's honestly mate it's just lost for words it's it, it's not sunk in yet I think I'll not sink into after the old firm I don't think um, obviously Wilson would love to hear that but it's just um, honestly lost for words mate honestly lost for words just it's no sink in yet until I see Rangers actually lift the trophy in the final day of the season that's when you realise like how like what we've came through I know FDC is our best support in the world now blah blah and it's like bragging rights to get to that title but um, <laughs> his face is tripping him like <laughs> um, that is true but mate, like, best support in the world is that what you said there <laughs> Hands down, easy. I well, well I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad. Then they, they, they followed the restriction rules and didn't go partying yesterday. Uh, and Paul Kettle Black, my best fans in the world, right enough. Paul Kettle Black, he's done his will, but honestly, me as as you asked, like, I said the question is just it's lost for words. It's over the moon. It's no sank in yet, but it's um, to still be ten and all as well, considering the season. Always say, oh, this is going to be the season, this is the season. But as Gerard said, it takes three, two, three years to rebuild the squad, giving us sorted for it, and then actually go and, go and do it unbeaten as well so far. And unbeaten in Europe as well is such an achievement. So it's just, it's going to be a special season regardless. I think now there's really likes the Scottish Cup coming back. Could Rangers push on for Europa League? None of us really play for. They've won the league. Obviously, they want to go for the unbeaten. Could Rangers push on? If the luck of the draw is kind to them, could Rangers push on and go for Europa League? It's, yeah, it's not yeah. a bad shout, but two of the big favourites are out. There's a Napoli and Leverkusen, so they're going to really take. I don't, I don't fear MD at home, regardless with Rangers. So they could, why not? None of us play for, go for it. Stuart, how much credit does Stephen Gerrard deserve, and how? What's your thoughts as well? Obviously, there's a lot to get through, but brilliant for Gerrard and brilliant for the Rangers. How, what's, your, what's your thoughts? It's, it's been a tough ten years. It's been hard. He's came in, I think. He set his story to do the job he's, he's done it. But the big thing for me is it's the squad he's built. I mean, mm-hmm. see, you're, see if you're, he's losing players with injuries, but the boys he's bringing in are fitting straight and, and performing at the highest level. And that's at every level. Do you know what I mean? Even in the Europa League and things. It's just, and what he's done has been exceptional. It's been, it has been a tough few years. It's been brilliant. And it's the same. It's probably no feel right to, to see them lift the trophy, to be fair to you. I think that'll be the, the big thing for him. Definitely, it's just it's what it's. I've been I've been a season die older since two thousand three. I've seen all the good things and I've seen the bad things. And for last, it's it's unbelievable. I can't. It's it's hard to find words. You've covered everything I wanted to say. It's just it's the first thing I done today was phone my dad and just kind of brought it home. Just how special it was sharing it with him, and it's just unbelievable. But we'll we'll bring Walsh. So she just just interrupting that. No, there's nothing. Every time you mention your father, right? I don't know if Wilson probably heard this story before. That story about the progress needed to come game at home is your father <laughs> in the motor. Wilson, you heard this? We're in I the car. So, no, this honestly, this I've mentioned it the first time I came on here. We're up to the Nidacon game in the motor. Scott's dad's like, oh, fancy today. Eight or nine, nothing today. No, <laughs> it was a one nil. 
Kenny Miller, I don't think he even scores his own goal. And it's probably the worst game I've ever seen in my life. And big, big Scott's dad decided that minus, oh God knows what he put like on minus that Minus six, aye, Minus six or seven or eight. I don't know what it was, but he was expecting an eight or nine. nine. Coutinho's first game at Ibrox. And it was probably the worst I've ever seen Rangers play. Honestly, that's, that was my downfall. That was why I was just thought, what am I watching here? But that was painful, Scott. You know that for uh, But it's those days you think of when you think of that. You think how bad it's been. And we're witnessing something special here. Stephen Gerrard as well. What a, what a man to get. What an achievement for Gerrard to do this in three seasons. I know it's, he completed his job. It's an unbelievable achievement. I just want to say as well. But let's bring Wilson down to earth with the result at Dingwall yesterday. Ross County 3, Kilmarnock 2. Kyle Lafferty scored 2, but it wasn't enough. What's your thoughts, Wilson? Are you already well, I'd, 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 I'd managed, I'd managed to get uh, Tommy Wright to pin Daryl Meggett's comments up in the dressing room <laughs> before the game, um, and obviously, I, I, honestly, I mean, I, I, I must admit, I'm slightly worried now. Um, I didn't, I didn't think we'd go there and lose. You know, if we could get a draw there, the positive you can take is that Lafferty's off the mark now, and as I say, I think. By the looks of it, single-handedly, he could possibly um, score the goals that could possibly keep us up, especially when it splits into um, the bottom six. But I also must, and I don't know if you watched the highlights, guys, um, but I looked um, at the highlights and, you know, wondered, did Don Robertson think Kyle still had his Rangers strip on by not sending him off for a, a punch in the face? You know, I think he must have thought he was still playing with Rangers there not to send him off. And that's Again, a great goal scorer. He's, he's done that at different clubs. But see, see, and Stuart will be able to tell you this as well. See, when you're in a battle like that, discipline is going to be massive. You know, and if you're probably looks like he's your best player at the moment, even after two, or, two only, or three games. Only threat, to be honest. If he if he goes into the first game, let's just say, for example, it's against Hamilton Aki's gets sent off and subsequently misses two bottom six games, Kilmarnock have nothing else. Mm-hmm. Up front, absolutely nothing, and and that's and that's the worry. It's losing um, up front as well. I think it's like there's no threat coming from midfield or anything. But, like I, but again, I don't I don't get why Malumbu's not playing every game, and I don't get why Chris Buck's not playing every game. Now hindsight's a wonderful thing, you know, because you look at the guys that start. Just the Buck didn't start, Malumbu didn't start, and you're looking, you know, now who's going to play a uh, right back? You know, Ross Mullen gets sent off yesterday for mouthing off and. You know, and it's it's all these wee bits of the jigsaw that just add up, and it's it has been shambolic this year, you know. Um, and it's as I say, two weeks now in the next game, I think it's against Motherwell, um, and it gives Tommy Wright a wee bit more time in the training ground. But the the, the problem is, I mean, as I say, the Kelly fans on social media last night were apoplectic. You know, they really were. Um, and it, it, as I say. The, the problem is, is the quality in the squad just now? Because we can't bring anyone in. Mm-hmm. The goalkeeping situation has been an embarrassment all season. Um, and, and that's the worry. And I know Stuart, as a big air man, is absolutely delighted with the situation, you know. Because um, he'll get a gig at Air TV next year when the big darkies are on. Um, <laughs> but but I, st- I, still, I still genuinely think... Um, I still honestly think that Ross County and Hamilton are worse than Kilmarnock. I, I, I genuinely do. Um, as I say, I don't see Hamilton has a, having this number nine that's going to score them goals or Ross County, whereas Kelly do now have Kyle Laffer and he's off the mark. 
So I think you'll do what Kevin Kyle did a few years ago and and and, and keep his and I, and and to be honest, I wouldn't be. And I know I'm not sounding aloof or arrogant or anything. I wouldn't be that worried if we finished eleventh because I think we're far better than all the teams probably in that first division. Out with on paper, Hearts probably a better team, but um, but they'll win that league. So I would be I would be fairly confident if we finish eleventh of staying up anyway. So you going back to your point, Wilson, about like. Like Burke not playing, would you not think like Burke's a man to give Lafferty the service? That's what I would think straight away. Well, well, like, Chris Burke's been our best player this season. I, like um, looking back for last season, that like Burke was putting the balls in the box, left, right, and centre last year. Like that's the man you want in the box to put in the net. You'd, you'd want like Burke to put the service in. Absolutely. Now again, and that, and that's that that's that was for me. Now Chris Burke's a quality player, but that's for me when we were heavy relying on a thirty-eight-year-old guy. You know, I think he must be that age. And and that was the kind of worry, but he, he, he was honestly, he's been outstanding for Coma. What a sign and that's been. Um, and then, and I know some games, but Chris Burke can battle as well. Yesterday would have been a battle. So Tommy Wright's maybe picked the team in case this is going to be, you know, 100 mile an hour, blah, blah, blah. But Chris, Chris Burke, as you say, has that quality in delivery. He got balls in it in the box. It's what Lafferty's, you know, food and drink for them. Um, so... As I say, it's, 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 it was it was worrying yesterday in terms of the result, and but again, Lafferty can you know score as many goals as you like, but if we can't keep them out at the other end, you know. I that, thought as well, like you've like, like like you look at the experience Malumbu brings as well, like playing the Premier League. I think like that's a like, first name the the team sheet, John. I would personally midfield like you think the experience he's played at the level, sorry, the experience he brings, you'd expect him to be like straight in there. I, mean, I, I don't think he's I, some, some, I sometimes think though that the shape doesn't suit him. Aye. Because if if he if he's playing that number ten well in front of two centre midfielders, he's got Kyle Lafferty or a striker to slip the ball through it. Because the two the, the two wide players are, are wide players. Aye. But in the know? same time, you've got to accommodate the like the shape for him. Do you know what I mean you've got to like focus the team running about him? A guy of that stature that's been there, done it. Do you know what I mean he's played at the highest level? In the Premier League, where you could say that, but you've got to what the shame run about him. I would personally. I mean, I, I, I would as well. I mean, he's, he's a talent, but again, I think a lot of the games now are going to be battles. So, Tish Ball will play and Rory McKenzie, guys at work hard and don't, kind of don't let you down, but maybe no, got the quality as Malumbu. But as I say, it's, it's going to be a big, a big, a big six weeks, and then we'll have to prepare for the Scottish Cup final. So, it'll be, it'll be an interesting end to the season for Kelly. Don't worry about that. What's your thoughts as well? Do you worry for Wilson's Kilmarnock? After yesterday, I mean, I watched the thing of the game yesterday, and you sit and look, you look around the bottom, they, they think every team in the bottom six, Barkamalik picked up points this weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit, that must be a bit of a, a, a bit of punch for them, do you know what I mean? So, but you look at Yogi, Yogi set up there, and that's just the way Yogi sets his teams up. I mean, I think it's a tough place to go. But I think it'll be, it'll be tough for them. Sorry sorry to interrupt, Stuart. I mean, next Saturday, Hamilton and Ross County play their games in hand. Now, Hamilton's away at Livingston, which definitely could pick something up there. And Ross County's home to Hibs. So it's not as if they're playing Celtic and Rangers, you know, with with these extra games. And and again, if they they win those games in hand, then I think the gap between Ross County and come out seven points or something, you know? So um, when when you're doing it, it's tough. I of that, and it's like the same every day around about you picking up points and you're not picking up points. But you hope the likes of Kyle Lafferty coming in 
plenty of experience here. I mean, there's plenty of experience in that changing room to, to get them out of it. It's just whether or not they'll get the time. Rory Roy is with us now. Rory, how are we? Yes, yeah, not too bad, Scott. How's yourself? Brilliant. Brilliant. Rangers are champions. Former Rangers player, how are you feeling? Yeah. Aye, good. Brilliant. Um, long time coming. Well deserved. Um, over the course of the season, by far and away the best team in the country. And it was just a matter of time. Um, when I left, obviously, it was six months before they were relegated to the second division. So in terms of my, my own personal timescale, that feels like forever ago. So to finally see them champions again, like I said, I think especially the way they the way they got over the line and the way they did it, and still beating in the league this season, they're worthy, worthy champions. Definitely, couldn't agree more. We'll also, well, we've also touched on the Commander game as well. Do you now worry for Commander? I, of course, uh, very fond of Commander. It's a club I want to see stay up. Um, I still think, I still think they'll have enough. I think Wilson's touched on it over the last few weeks on the show. He's he bagged a couple yesterday. It may be via the playoffs, but I think they will have enough. I think they've got a manager there who I might not be the most exciting guy in the world to come in. I think he will keep them up. I think Lafferty will score the goals to do it. Whether that's via the playoffs, possibly, but I don't think they'll finish bottom. Yeah, I, I, I do think they've got enough. I do think uh, Lafferty could be that man, but they, they need to get a run together quickly. We'll move on to Motherwell, a team that looks safe, Stuart. Motherwell 1-3-1 against Livingston. Were you impressed with how Graham Alexander's come in and changed the, the fortunes of Motherwell? I still think Manny looks if he's freshing things up. No, uh, again, it's a big club. It's um, you just they look as if they're, they're going to be safe. It looks as if he's going to turn it around a bit for them. They were struggling before they come in, they're struggling to pick up results and things. But I, they look as if it looks as if he's going to turn things around there. Yeah, I think that as well. I do think Mother are getting there. Walsh and Jack Livingston's hitting a, a, a kind of petering out a wee bit. They've kind of poor run of form. How do you kind of think Livingston need to kind of change that quickly? I mean, they were, when David Martindale was appointed, you know, so, um, they were riding the crest of a wave. And, I mean, again, Livingston's, I, I think, targets from the start of the season will be to stay up, you know. And, and again, after you, and it's a wee bit like the Comart situation, when, you've, when you have a wee bit of success, then you, and your results then start to fall, or a wee bit of criticism starts to fly their way, you know. Um, but as I say, he's, he's, he's done well. He's, he's done well to keep them up. Um, but I said that they are faltering badly. Um, and I just wonder if he's maybe needing um, a wee bit more experience on the touchline to help him. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I love watching the games with, without crowds because you can hear, you know, managers shouting and the players are swearing and all that. I mean, if you watch the highlights in the sports scene last night, all you hear is that, you know, fella Martindale shouting and screaming at them. <laughs> you know, they, they, you know exactly what he's saying, but you can hear it's him and, you know, um, and I, again with the snowflake generation that a lot of these guys are playing, it, is is that working now? You know, it start it started well enough, but you know you you know the mark of a good team when you get a wee setback, can you can you bounce back? Um, yeah. So I I I, I, love, love, I think Livingston will stay, will, will obviously stay up, and they'll stay probably bottom six, and but again I think that's their target. I think just stay in the Premier League every year. I don't I don't and they, they got to a cup final this year and deservedly so. Um, so I think he's probably kind of reached the dizzy heights, but it's how they react, you know, when the results start going and they come back down the way and have a big bit less success. So Yeah, definitely. Rory as well, St. Johnson got a win against Hibs. Wilson's, again, it's just <laughs> predictions-wise, Wilson's had a nightmare last weekend. <laughs> what do you think about St. Johnson as well? Obviously, they're, they're running high in the, after winning the League Cup. Do you think they are and could potentially make top six? 
I think we'll just miss out. I said that last week. I'll stick by what I said. Uh, they've come on strong, and Callum Davidson has had a wee bit of a sticky start to his managerial career. But I think over time, he's he's learned from his mistakes and he's embedded a, a winning mentality over the last kind of few weeks. I think everything is just kicking right for St. Johnson at the right time. If they couldn't at top six, it would be an unbelievable season. Everything considered, I think they will just miss out. Um, and over the course of your season, like I said, the, the league table doesn't lie. And if, if they are after 33 games sitting in the bottom six, that's where they deserve to be. But they've given themselves a chance. But I brilliant for them last week. They're, they're coming from strength to strength. They're, 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 the kind of, they're riding the crest of the wave now, as, as, as Wilson said. I think Olivia created the wave and St. Johnson joined them and pushed them off. Because um, they're absolutely flying at the moment, and they've they've won I don't know how many games, and they're unbeaten um, over the over a stretch as well. And to beat Hibs yesterday is is a good feat as well, because Hibs are that's what twice in a month now they've they've beaten Hibs. So big result for St Johnston. They're doing really really well, and Gavin Davidson's a, a lovely guy. So credit to him and 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 well done to them. Yeah, definitely. Aberdeen now Hamilton now. Who wants to take that game? Nebdy, let's move on. <laughs> Honestly, I am so glad Danny McInnes never took that Rangers job years ago. <laughs> I'm so glad. No, they're, 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 honestly, he'll be next to go, I reckon. Because i seen a stat the other week, it was like 500, games, uh, 500 minutes, sorry, they're not scored. Or something I can't remember, it was something along the lines, but they're, they're, they're poor, they're really they've, bad. They've scored, they've scored one goal in 10 games or something against Kilmarnock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a record. No, they're, uh, they're brutal to watch. Fair, every time you, you you watch them, they're just they're hammer throws. All the players are just hammer throws. I reckon they're just. I think it sums up the play. Curtis main up top. He is brutal to watch. He is painful. But I don't, I don't think anybody else agrees. But he is brutal. Uh, we'll move he was on. A at time. We'll move on to Dundee United Celtic today. That also finished now, now, but there was a bit more to that game. Stuart, Celtic, obviously, uh, a draw of the day, sealed Rangers as champions, but what do you think of the situation at Celtic? We ask everybody that's every week about the situation at Celtic, so what's your thoughts? I think it's... I think at the start of the season, I think Celtic just expected to turn up win the league. So I did, to be honest with you, I think they thought they'd win the league and they brought again. But obviously, as things go on, a few results turn against them. It's just there's something that things underline, I don't know. And why they've no kind of, I feel as if they've spent more money. I think they're just, Gerard's built the right way. And then obviously they, they lose the old fun games and things just turn. Obviously, changing must be a bit sticky. But John Kennedy coming in, fans are obviously not going to be happy with that. But I think John, he'll steady the ship a bit and things like that. But it's just whether or no, it's, it's kind of endless season for them, isn't it? It's a tough one. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be an, an interesting summer to see how they change it. Wilson, obviously Seagrest today with an amazing performance to keep Celtic. I thought Celtic played well at times, but are you on the phone to Dominic asking him to sign Seagrest? No, um, and I'll tell you why. Um, apart from he's, he's probably had... I mean, I saw a start in Sky Sports that he'd made 113 saves this year, but he, even though he made you know, 10 plus saves today. There was not one save you'd have thought, oh my God, that is worldy. You know, that's a great save. Everything Celtic had in the kind of box that was a wee bit kind of powder puff. Um, and it didn't create, you know, unbelievable goal scoring chances. Um, so, as I say, I, I, I hate the fact that, and, and I'm sure Rangers have been guilty of it, of it before in the past, that they have one good game against the old firm. So they signed them. 
and then they play, you know, five or six games and they're absolutely howling. Um, and then they run out their four-year contract, you know, the old firm getting paid a fortune, taking the place of, you know, a young kid that's maybe better or another, another signing. So, again, if Celtic want to improve, signing the likes of the Dundee United goalkeeper isn't going to, um, isn't, isn't going to improve them when they've let go of the likes of Craig Gordon, you know, to sign the Dundee United goalie. I'm, I'm not buying it. But on, on, the, on the Celtic thing, and I, I always ask all the, the pros that come on the show, Against you, I'm not accusing or suggesting that you've been involved in anything like this. But do you do you watch these games and think that some of the players out there are not trying? I think it looks like that because the way the way things are, the way things are going and that stuff. But there's no there's no way any of the boys, of course, are lining no try. Do you mean it's if you're fit up, it's just no. You know, uh, do you mean it's just no? It's no possible. But obviously, they're going to be they're going to be low in confidence and things like that. that's the other side of it, but. There's no way they're going to cross the line, no try. And it's, but I'm, I mean, I'm, don't get, I'm not necessarily basing it on today. I mean, I thought for the first 20 minutes, I thought Ryan Christie was excellent. And then for the last 10 minutes, yeah, for, the hour, for, for the hour in between, he could have been doing, you know, a fat Sam's with a couple of jars in his lunch and then come back on because he did nothing for an hour. And, you, you know, you look at him, he's a quality player. You're looking for a wee bit more. Scott Brown was really, really poor again today. Edward is I think I text Pikey about 80 minutes saying I don't know why I said we don't chuck Edward on for the last 10 <laughs> you know and again I know players have different styles and things but I brought this up and again I keep referring back to it in October where you're getting absolutely mullered by eight Rangers players because even Rangers fans admit the three forward players that day the first off I'm going to turn up Kent Morales and whatever it was so they were getting absolutely mullered and it took an hour before the referee had to book somebody, and it was Glenn Kamara. Now, if that's an old firm game, especially, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying you just go and clatter everybody and start fights and all that, but that that tells me there's a, there's a load of the boys out there not putting the effort in. And that's where I think the, the mistake started at Celtic. When you looked, not necessarily the result, because a, a, an old firm game in regards to leagues and whoever's there can always go 50-50, can go either way. But that, that game, I just thought there's a massive, massive problem at this club just now because it, it's about attitude and the way you respond to things and the, the way you look on the pitch. And and they trudged off that part of the days of, well, don't care. You know, and you see maybe, maybe players want moves? Like, maybe they don't want to be there? Like, I absolutely, Matt, but I don't get why you would wait, uh, you know, till it's the most or was going to be the most historic season yeah. in Scottish football or at, Celt- at a big club like Celtic. Now, it was always going to be difficult because Gerard was improving all the time. Yeah. But why why would you throw that away? Okay, because at, see, at the end of the day, Neil Lennon is going to be remembered for the man that failed to bring yeah, 10 in a row. Forget his 10 league titles as a player and his Scottish Cups and the quadruple treble. That is, that's newspaper rap on the... Would you what, say... Would you say there's quite a lot of players in the club that know they're going to move on and they're just kind of there Aye. to the end of the season and just kind of like, like say Edward, like I not the this season, this season to where it was last season. I mean, yeah. I would have said overall ability, technical ability, Edward was a better player than Morelos. Morelos hasn't scored the goals as much as he did last year, but off the ball, his work rate's improved. Well, Morelos' position changed as such. Edward just looks quite, quite lazy. Like he just doesn't want to be there. I can get the impression with Edward he was promised his big move last summer. Aye. 
And then Celtic have went, well, we've got an option on you. We want to keep you for 10. And he's went, oh, no, 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 no. Let me out of here. Because, uh, I, and again, and I know it was they were going for this, the, the fable 10 in a row, but surely it'd have been better to leave on the back of a quadruple treble than be part of this absolute shambolic season. And I don't even think if Celtic had won the League Cup and, and if they win the Scottish Cup, that Celtic fans will hold this season in any positive manner. You know, I don't now, think. I think now, when you look at it, the ten, like obviously the nine in a row, means absolutely nothing. Like as you said, we're going back to the, your comment about Lennon. Like Lennon will be known as the man that messed up ten in a row. The nine in a row doesn't like looking back in history. Whether what's have achieved is is no right. It's mental. Like what they have achieved, like likes to win the trophies, quadruple trebles, now, but that goes for nothing. Like it's through the window. Like you yes, know, it's, it's forgotten now. Would you see like now? Like say Edward McGregor, I don't know who else, maybe like Chris, Ayer. maybe Forrest, Ayer would move on to maybe... Forrest won't move. Forrest think? Won't. I, I, I think if, if you're going to cash in and you know totally restart, Celtic and the fans need to think, right, if we do this, it's maybe going to take two, three seasons. Yeah. You know? So if you, if you, get, if you sell Ayer, Edward, Callum McGregor, um, that they're they're the the three that will possibly generate you a decent amount of money for for Scottish football as such. Um, but that is, I mean, that is in effect your three best players and the spine of your team. Brown's going to be finished. Um, the likes of Duffy and Laxalt and all these guys will be away back to their parent clubs. Um, so, are Celtic going to give? Get a marquee manager that costs a lot of money and still have that amount of money to buy. They're going to have to have at least, I think, at least two proper good signings. And if you're trying to sell, let, let's just say, for example, because um, it's on in the background there, Celtic trying to sign Anthony Martial. Now, I know that's not going to happen, but just is he going to say, I absolutely, because you're going to have the likes of, no disrespect to these guys, David Turnbull and... Aye, aye. Greg Un- Taylor like, playing. Unknowns to them you know, pretty much. Whereas if you, if, you go, if you go to a player of that calibre and say, well, we've still got Ayer, Callum McGregor, you'll play up front with Edward, a big player might think, mm, all right, you know, I'll come I'll come there. Again, it's a wee bit like Jermaine Defoe. And I, I've said this for years to folk. That That's the type of player Celtic Rangers should look at. I, I Aye, said it the that, the, the connection between Defoe, Defoe came to Rangers because Stephen Gerrard's there, right? But you look at you look at Celtic and you name those players... Now, you've picked a, a player in anti Martial who, by your own admission, is never coming to Celtic. No, it's just because so he's on the what, telly. What is your definition of a big player that may come to Celtic that, that, that would be attracted by these types of players being there? Because Martial is obviously way off what that Aye, type of player would what, what, be. Is, for, for example, if, if Celtic went just now and got Brendan Rodgers, right? Now, that, again, that's not going to happen, but if then he would possibly be able to get you an Iniacho or a Jamie Vardy, someone that's maybe, you know, Jamie Vardy come end his career, been there, seen it, done it in the Premiership, and maybe wants another couple of seasons to play. The big-name manager attracts a big-name player. But Celtic, aren't they going to get a ready-made big-name manager? It's just not going to happen. The only reason it happened with Rodgers is because of the, his connection with Celtic in the first place. Gerard is now fast becoming a big manager because he came in as an unknown. Celtic are going to need to go down that route and hope that it works out for them as well. They're not going to get a Martinez. They're not going to get one of these guys. It's just not going to happen. So I, don't, going I don't think they'll get a Martinez, but I think they'll get a, I think they'll get a tried and trusted manager. And, I would yeah, generally I, love to see... Are you playing... Standard of Brendan Rodgers, though. 
No, no, no. Absolutely not. No, no, def- definitely not. Something like Brendan Rodgers. But I, th- mm. I think for Celtic need to get a big name manager that big name players will, or big air name players will want to play for. I, dis- I disagree with Lennon as well. I think over the fullness of time, Lennon Lennon's legacy will be looked upon fondly. I, I-, I think it's just a knee jerk reaction to yeah, the last. It's like Rodgers when Rodgers left. Yeah. Aye, the last week or so. You know, Walter Smith is arguably the greatest Rangers manager of all time. I know there's others out there who would disagree, but arguably the greatest manager, he messed up 10 in a row. People probably at that point in time have went where his legacy's gone. 20 years on, whatever it may be, you're looking back going, I know he came back for a second stint. Over the fullness of time, Lennon will be looked at as a club legend and his his achievements will go down in history and he will be fondly thought of by the Celtic fans. Yes, it's a black mark against his name. I do not believe in five years' time, he, six years' time, he will solely be remembered for the guy that messed it up. I don't I don't believe that. I think he's done too much for the club. I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with all of that. How, however, I think that the likes of um, Walter Smith, when, when Walter Smith come out, well, at the time when, when he... Uh, they lost. He didn't mess up ten. They lost ten in a row, whatever it was. He tried to stay loyal to your likes. Gerants and McCoists. You never saw Walter Smith coming out after a, a defeat and saying that was Gaza's fault or that was Gorham's fault. Lennon was coming out and hanging these guys out to dry and fun out of everybody. And no, then it's the, just, the, the, whole Dubai, the whole Dubai thing made them fight with the fans. You know, so his, his legacy at the club is not just failing to 10. It's, it's the way he went on about it and after it. Dubai will be a fleeting memory in 10 years. When you look back in this season, Rangers stopped 10 in a row. Nobody's going to go, oh, by the way, mind that time they went to Dubai? 10 years' time, that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mark Cleland will be in Dubai in 50 years' time. He's full Rangers cat on saying, remember 2021 when Celtic came here and lost the 10 in a row? That's what will be happening. Don't you worry about that. Every every Rangers fan that goes to Dubai in the next few years on holiday will be giving it big licks about Dubai. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll move on to our special guest, Stuart Keane. Stuart, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show. What was your early, early years at Air like? Obviously coming through and you had a big appearance. You came off the bench in the League Cup final in 2002. Surely that must have been a highlight of your time at Air. I definitely. When I come through, I came through, I, I mean, my debut was just no longer 17. Livingston. Um, it was it was at that time they were, were pushing during Bill Barr was was spending a bit of money. Yeah, you had big you had big names at the club at the time, and so you did. And obviously we're pushing for to get tipped. The first year was Hibs, then Livingston tipped the next the next year. They were they were pushing for it, but coming through made it the likes of players that were throwing about you then, like your James Gadies. I mean, you were learning off all these people and. You're Eddie Annans and earlier obviously it was like Glenn Hurst and things. You know, these boys were I was I mean, I was only sixteen at the time, just coming through and you were training with these and it was good. Do you know I mean it was good to learn from them and experience? And then you end up you get a yeah, we we go to the first team and you're sitting on the bench and it gradually here was good, here was kind of good for that. Like Campbell Money was a kind of head of youth and we did the right good youth system, so we did because we um we got to the final the the B, the BP Cup, mm-hmm. you'd be with Rangers. Even when they did, it's not as if they kind of pushed for the youth to come through at that time. Even with the, the squad we had, the amount of players in Gordon Dale, we did. We had to turn to sometimes, do you know what I mean? Uh, but um, it was good to go through, good club. Still kind of watch them as much as you can, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to, to go and watch them as much as you can. But um, I started with them when I was, I think I was 10 when I started here. So I did, it was um, Jerry Phillips. 
was doing with it was a I know it's been I know. <laughs> so he was right, Tim through and it was good. And then he obviously got a big move to St. Marin later. Who was some of the best players you played with in the memories of your, your time there? You did a good spell there. Did I probably win the league there was brilliant. I mean the club was everybody was brilliant, the club great bunch of boys, great changing them. So it was a changing room was brilliant. So it was just John Potters, Ian Maxwell and things like that. And obviously John Sutton and things like that play up front. And it was just and then obviously you come through, you get get to the Premier League a few years there. But it's just the club up there was dead close. Everybody was dead close about it. So it was but it was good and great time. So it was. And then you have a few spells at Queen of the South Morton and Stenhouse Muir. Like how did you find these spells before you went to Hurlford? Um, went to Queen of South, obviously went there kind of after there. They, they just did the cup run, played Rangers in the final, and I went the next year. Yeah. Um, it was good. Good as I say, good bunch of boys again. Obviously, first started kind of early, early doors was playing all the time, but then Stephen Dobie just had a streak. So he was it was incredible. So he was and so I mean to be playing along, see where he went after that, Stephen Dobie was exceptional. His finishing was was unbelievable. So it was obviously a great at the end they could have struggled a wee bit. What year was that Stuart? What year were you at Queen of the South? See the year the year after the year after they win the Who went up that year? Hey? Who went up that year? Patrick Thistle? Uh, St Johnson, sorry. St Johnson. I I was at Dunfermline on loan that year. Just when you're naming these names, I'm like, I was definitely kicking about at that uh, with Dunfermline at that point. Aye. Um, aye, aye, I was on loan for six months, aye. We were, we were we struggled that we struggled the first year. Queen's kind of after the cup run they could have struggled a wee bit. Obviously, it was it's the same again. It's a good club, a close club. Obviously, a great community club. So it was a good, a good um, board and things like that. But, um, obviously, it's kind of it was tough after that. And obviously, but we could we run in Europe, which was good. Do you know what I mean? We like that for the club for, for clubs like that. It's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? But aye, it was good in there as well. Yeah, just a quick question. Like, what what was it like when you mentioned touching in Europe? Like, you played against like Norseland. Now, what what was that like? Like. What was the buzz like in the, the, the dressing room like? It was, it was, Joe, you know, it's quite surreal, let's be honest, right? You were never <laughs> expecting it. It's quite surreal for a club like that to go and play in Europe or anything like that. But do you know what? We could a good go. I remember we had to play the game at um, Airdrie's ground. Aye. So we did because obviously Palmerston wasn't up, up to scratch for it. But um, we had to play it there and it was torrential weather. The weather was, the, the rain was horrific. So it was, the game The game was on. But it was, do you know what? It was, it was surreal. We get a good go at it. We're unlucky to be fair. Even when we played across there, we're unlucky. So was it no two one, two one or something? Aye. 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 I mean, aye. what was it like? Like obviously sitting in the dressing room, where you like thinking like, "Well, I'm like playing away for a cup here." Like, what was it like? It was as I'm saying. It is. It's quite. You can you pinch yourself. It is quite surreal, right? There's no doubt about it. never expected to play at a club like that. To be fair, you. But yeah. you know what? The good, good. The boys done well. So as it was, you're sitting there and you're thinking. Going, you wouldn't tell you're playing the Cup. Some you've probably never been in. It's, I remember Yogi years ago always said, you need to always take these things in. No, you your experiences in. Because obviously, Mayor's Yogi never played. That was the only Cup final Yogi played in. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He always, he always, that was one thing that always stuck me. always said, you always need to take all these things in. You've got to try and take them on. So you have. And then your spells at Morning Stenhouse Muir as well. Was there, was there any highlights for these spells? So they're good spells, I mean. Obviously, at Stenhouse, when we went to Stenhouse Muir, it was um, when we went part time, it was a bit different. But it was good to have Ireland staying there. Obviously, 
I threw it in there. Enjoyed it. It was good. A good few years. So it was um, same again. Great wee club and all. It was it was a good community. Just good bunch of boys and stuff like that. They were, they were good wee clubs. So they were. And then Hurlford, obviously, your highlight will be winning the Junior Cup in 2014. I was at that game, actually. You are probably the best man in the part. See, going to junior football, did you did you worry about the, the step to that level for, for playing senior all your days? When I left, when I left then I was new, I had, um, had a, a few junior clubs in contact. I had a few senior clubs in contact with me as well. And um, I just came that way. I didn't know what to do. And I phoned, I actually phoned um, Dan Henderson just for a bit of advice. And obviously, I'd seen like, Wally had went talking lake. Wally Lee had went talking lake and things were yeah. close with him and stuff like that. He's went talking lake and you see how well he's done and stuff like that. And, but I'd, I'd kind of, I grew up in there, so obviously, you know, the, you know the juniors well. And I played with Craig Martin when I was, I got loaned out to Fair when I was younger. And I was, I think I was 15 or 16. And I, I got loaned out to Craig Mark, the one promotion with him. So that, that was brilliant for me because I was, I was only a young, young boy playing against men. Do you mean that's how I can you grew up out me after? And then um, I went to Cumnock. I didn't I didn't about six months at Cumnock. So right. I did other Sandy Mac and Esby. Right, okay. And then Air put me back in. And then I went, that's when I went and made my debut at Air. So I did um I knew I knew that everybody down here knows about the juniors and stuff, the level it is. And so I obviously spoke to Darren and just got a bit of advice and he's like actually listen, don't do nothing now because he was at Clinton at the time. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm going to hold him. I said, I ain't bother. So I never did nothing. And then he come back and he's like, You want to come out for a meeting or take a bit of horror for a job? I didn't really know much of it to be fair. Whatever, whatever, on a Tuesday night, I think it was. I think I signed that night. So it wasn't, so it, it's easier to go there because you're going with people you know a wee bit. Nice. Like Darn and things and what they say and the boys were bringing in. I'm sitting going, what? It'll be good. The one thing I did, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed my football when I was at juniors. And winning, winning the cup, obviously, was that the highlight? Aye, without a doubt. I mean, it was a special day. I mean, it's to win a Scottish <laughs> Cup at any level. It's exceptional, do you know what I mean? It's a, it's just one of the days where, and especially, obviously, the situation behind it, the kind of acting situation aye. and all that kind of stuff. And, but aye, it was brilliant. Exceptional day, to be fair, isn't it? It was good. Brilliant. Every week we we were special guests. We give Wilson the floor for quite five questions, and this week we will pass the floor over to Wilson. Right, Stuart. Now right. we've been doing this a, a few weeks now, and when we di- when we asked Young Rory these questions, we got some big hitters. We're not interested in Craig Mark Bartonian's players. <laughs> we want big names, <laughs> right? So some some of the questions as as heads or tails, it's a choice. But we want quick fire answers. We don't want you saying, "Oh, wait a minute, I think about this." <laughs> we want and we want controversial choices as well. Right? Is that okay? You happy with the rules? Right. Uh, go for it. First question: What time did you get back from Ibrox last night? That was for Shankar. Sorry, sorry. Oh, that's terrible. Right? Here we go. Right. Here we go. Right. Saint Marin or Morton? To Marin. Connor Goldson or Virgil Van Dyke? Van Dyke. Have you ever scored against Daryl Meggett? <laughs> no, thanks, so. Well, please think back on that. It's something I want to put on Twitter later. Okay. <laughs> I might have, I don't know. I need to look. Right. Amy Irons or Davy Irons? <laughs> Davy Irons. <laughs> What's the biggest club in Ayrshire? 
Stay United. Right, we'll stop the recording. We'll just... <laughs> Who's the best manager you've played under? Um, Don't be thinking. Probably, I'd probably say, I think it's, it's about the Gusby person. That's what I'd write down, brilliant. Who's the worst manager you've played under? Joe, it was Air when I left. I struggled. It was um, Rob Riley. Rob Riley. I, I never played on him, Matt. <laughs> I never played on him, Matt. But it was when Rob Riley and... Um, what was it? Come in. Sh- uh, sh- what was his name? You're that mad? Rob Riley and Robert Robert Connor was brilliant when, at that time. Was it Donnie Watt? Rob Riley, Matt Shankland. Matt Shankland, I was he Matt. was a he worked for Hamilton Ackies, and I think that's all he did. Work for I was, um, I think, he was at the buffs was, as well. Was, I left. I, they they, they, they the came in after Campbell. Campbell Money left. Uh, right, okay. Who's the best strike partner you've played with? I would probably say John Sutton at the time when we won the league. No, Marco, he didn't say you. He said John Sutton. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe that either. I'll bang on his plate back on. Right, sorry. Give me an interruption there. <laughs> Who's your best friend in football? Probably well, well, Jordan Henderson or Dan Henderson? I'll need to say Dan Henderson. Best player played with? I played with Gar- Gary Brady um, at the time. Right, Do you know what? He was he made football look so easy. Mm-hmm. He was there when I was here. Ah, he was brilliant. He made he he did. He did. He just he just made football look so easy. And he was different class. He was so laid back. Best player played against probably as a Rangers fan and things like that. So he likes a when I am a Russo and stuff. I mean, it was good. <laughs> cut, cut that one off and I'll pick. What's the highlight of your football career? Winning the league was at month, probably. Obviously, then you've got the Scottish Cup, the juniors, and stuff like that. And your low light, what was the lowest point? Probably retiring to be fair, coming away from it. Who's the best goalkeeper you scored against? Um. Craig Gordon. That's who Andy I put. Saint, Saint Mon- at Tyne Castle. Scored against Andy Gordon as well when he was at Queen's. Nah, Craig Gordon's better than him. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I cannot believe you went with Craig Go- Gordon over Andy Gordon. That's outrageous. Craig, Craig, Craig Gordon's better than Andy Gordon. Craig Gordon played four good games a season. He was rubbish the rest of the time. <laughs> 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 uh, it's good because you've obviously been to juniors as well. A player you played with that didn't make the dizzy heights of professional football or a higher level as such. So you mentioned like Gary Brady. Could Gary Brady have played at the Celtic or Rangers? You know, that type of thing. Somebody you thought they'll play at a higher level and didn't quite make it. Um, when I came to the juniors, and obviously we boy Taz at, uh, at, um, at Joe he would he could have easily... Clubs, clubs would have loved him just because of the way he plays. He's a hundred percent every game. And see, like he was a big air fan, and see, likes a see, likes a air or something. Air, back maybe, obviously, I'm talking five years ago. See, air, air said ten a big gamble. Do you know what 
what I mean? Mm-hmm. The fans would have loved him. He would, and he would 100% a local boy. But I probably boys like that. He, he, he would have probably... He was different class, obviously, so he was... Aye. Who's the worst player you've played with? <laughs> I don't know. Stitch somebody up. That's a tough one. R- R- Rory said Barry Ferguson at Rangers when he was there, so don't be too controversial. Yes, he was. Go Matt, go Matt Roberts. Right, superb. <laughs> and who's the worst player you've played against? Was it a centre-half you always scored against that team because he was playing against you? No, not really. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it was Andy. Nah, not really. Uh-oh. We'll have to think. We want a name. Oh, Come well. on. Slaughter folk. In all, in all the dressing rooms you've been in, who's got the best part? Um, we boy Van Zanten. It's the mum who's good laugh. Nah, we Vansy. Just because Charlie Rich mentions, and who's the worst referee you've seen? Or have been involved with? Um, Charlie was all right, definitely. Um, some some of the junior ones were terrible. <laughs> honestly, some of them were honestly it was so bad. And you just you just can't talk to them. There's no. Obviously, you watch the Rangers. I watched the Rangers game the other night there, but it's, that's a tough thing. See, they can't communicate with them. They just get this chip on their shoulder sometimes, but. Some of them are brilliant. I mean, obviously, when I come through to start, you'd, you'd, you'd Wally Youngs and stuff like that. They, they talk to you through the game. They were having a laugh at you. So we never have a bit of banter with you during the game sometimes, but aye, some of the junior referees were, were poor. And last one. Which team do you hate the most? Well, my Rangers fans, I think they say Celtic. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I was, I was expecting Kelly there, to Kelly? be honest. No, how good you were at air, but um, no, that's fine. Thanks very much for answering them, Stuart. That's, that's good. Brilliant. Rory, you anything to add? Just let you know who the worst player he's played against us. <laughs> Did he play against you at Dunfermline? Quite possibly, I. <laughs> no, the, the, one, the one, sorry. <laughs> let, let, him, let him answer Rory's question. I've got a wee question for him. Worst player I played, played with? Against. Against. Was against him. It was just Wilson's. Walsh's question, though, I would say, do you think, what I would ask is, having played in the championship back then and looking at the championship now, out with your, maybe your hearts, would you say that the, the standard of the championship back then was, I know it was Division 1 back then, was, was stronger and tougher? Because I would say, looking back at my time, compared to when I came back up the road, maybe I was more developed, but I think looking back, you know, the, the, the first division at that point in time was a really strong league. I would say so. I mean, when I can put it here at first, and they, even you look at the crowds we're getting back then, too. Aye. Somerset and things like that. And some of the teams, and you had Pibs, you had Livingston's, and obviously back then, you obviously get your greatness. Some of the players, I was definitely, I would say, a lot stronger league. So it was. Yeah, see, as well, just another wee question. What would you say the best ground you've played at is? Like, the best, best park? Um... Obviously, you beat your big man's eye books and things like that, but see, atmosphere wise, see at Tincastle. Everybody says that. Lots of players say that, don't they? So that it was good. Uh, it was quite a. Because dead closed in. Aye. So you're really close. Aye, it was, it, was, it was probably a good atmosphere. Obviously, because I scored the winner there, it makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> We've got time for a few fan questions as well. I've been keen to ask this all week. There was a, 
a story coming out on Tuesday regarding a potential recruit, somebody who could potentially be in line for the Celtic job. Wilson, I'll throw this to you. Do you think Henrik Larsson could be the man to rescue Celtic? No. Abs- absolutely not. I don't know if, if the viewers may have seen this on Tuesday night. There was a guy on Super Scoreboard claiming that Henrik Larsson was in the frame. And can I took a week and I think took off for there on Tuesday night that Henrik Larson could be the man. Like, see what a player like Henrik Larson get into sit if he was to be the Celtic, go into sit the Celtic manager. Would if it went wrong, would that kind of put him off if a job like that? If he gets it wrong, kind of damaging his reputation at the club going in. I've spoken quite passionately passionately on the show about ex players just walking into jobs that especially clubs that size, it's no for me. I think you need to you need to earn it. You need to go out and you need to do a good job at a different club. I think, as as I've said previously on the show, if Henrik Larson got the Celtic job, I don't think it would be a concern damaging his reputation because he, at the end of the day, players at that level don't think like that. All he'll be thinking about is probably he's got a chance to enhance it. He's got a chance to go on and win trophies and, and move on again. That's the type of mentality these guys have. He's played with Barcelona and Man United and... Um, so I don't think for a second his concern would be that he would come and damage his reputation. If that was the case, I don't think he would put himself forward. I don't. So no, I don't think he would worry about that. But in terms of him being the right man for the job, um, I, I really don't think so. I know when me and Wilson have, have debated on this before, and he he's picking ex players out of obscurity to take top flight jobs. It's just not something I agree with. Well, I, I was just 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 a point on that. Right? We had a, a, a discussion. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. And as a student, will be able to help us in this as well. There's obviously some guys that are better managers and not coaches. And there's some guys that are better coaches, but they're not managers. Right? Now, I'm looking at it from an outsider's point of view. Henrik Larson's been brought in as a number two at Barcelona to Koeman. Is Henrik Larson taking training every day or is he learning his trade to be a manager or is he being a coach? Do you know what I mean? So you're so you're thinking why why would he, why why would you think as a number two if he's more coaching side would he walk straight into the biggest club in the world as as a number one? I, I think that see see when it comes, I think it it takes a degree of natural talent to be a good manager in my opinion. There's things in there and there's skill sets in there that you can't really teach. I think you can develop and become a really good coach. I think like and I think that's where a lot of ex footballers go wrong and that's where these appointments go wrong and there's there's, there's obviously um exceptions to the rule where ex footballers do well in management but to answer your question I don't think you can go in and learn to be a manager I think I think that's something you need to have um, and I think that's why a lot of ex footballers fail because they don't have it's a totally different skill set to being a player and you can't manage people well enough um but as a coach I think that Having spent the time in the game that Larson has, and there's no doubt in, in my mind he could be an exceptional coach based on the experience he has and if he if he works hard and whatever else and puts his, his efforts into that side of the game. But there's got to be a degree of, of question above whether he can manage or not because he's never done that before. And you can't just be a good manager because you were a good player. And I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong. And even having done the A licence before, I think being on that course, it's an unbelievably in-depth course, but you're on the pitch all the time. There's no a lot of Right, this is how you manage people. This is how you do And, you know, the A licence gets you the opportunity to manage at the highest level in the domestic game where I'm looking at that going, well, where I need to improve in terms of if I was to go into a job or do whatever else, and I'm going, well, managing people and things, I could take a training session. Can I'm sure Henrik Larson could take a training session. Could he deal with 
uh, Messi and banging on his door and saying, why am I no... Well, obviously, Messi would play. No, I've got this problem. Why is he playing? No, you need experience for that. And you need to have shown that you've done it at a good level to be able to go in and take one of these jobs. Aye. So it means, I think Hen- Henrik Larson is, is a season ticket seller. You know, that's that's the way I would look at it. That's, um, that, that's what I think that it came from. Well, though, a, a, big, a bigger problem for me that I think if you're going down the route of an ex-player, then they're looking at keeping the likes of Kennedy, Strachan and Woods all on board. You know, because I think we'll be, oh, did you, John Kennedy was here when you were a player and blah, 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 blah. And, as I said at the time, and I'm, I think we come up with Walter Smith, probably the only guy that I've seen as a number two that's been in and been an unbelievable number one. You know, I mean, I'm sure there is others, but I just off the top of my head. And again, I don't think Celtic can go and pluck Henrik Larson from Barcelona and be told, and be told by the way, John Kenny's your number two, Gavin's number three, McManus is four, whatever, and Steve Rogers your goalkeeping coach because they were all culpable at the part of the problem this season. Mm. And I always believe a manager should be trusted to bring in their own team, maybe not physios and sports scientists that kind of generic but their own coaches and people that they trust I, I, would, I you, would you say uh, Wilson that Celtic would have to go down the route like with Gerrard and the Rangers like how Gerrard brought in like Michael, Michael Beale for Liverpool Jordan Milsman would you say they'd have to bring in like a full maybe yeah, yeah. six people not just like a, the, the main man they've got to bring in five people back like behind the scenes to come in with them so you guys just maybe say for instance Celtic go for Martinez and Sean Maloney if, if it was the thing like the case like say for example would you still keep Kennedy or would you go for like more backroom staff no but it should be given to Roberto Martinez to decide who he wants in now again if if the rumours are true or whatever happens and inevitably probably in the next few years if Steven Gerrard goes to get or gets a Liverpool job you're not telling me he's not taking Gary McCaster, Michael Beale, the other fella, and Colin Stewart with him. Of I would say more the, this, more the, the past two years, it's mostly been the likes of Michael Beale is the orchestrating everything. Oh, but, that, but that's fine. That's part of the management I, team. I would know, say the greatest respect, Michael Beale is obviously a wonderful coach. Yeah. Michael Beale walking into the Liverpool dressing room, feel like that. Stephen no. Gerrard walks into that dressing room and they're all sitting like the primary ones, you know? Aye. And that's why, it's a, that's why it's a management team. Yeah. You know, there's coaches in there, there's someone that can manage players, obviously, and, and they've brought success, Aye. you know? And that's why I'm saying now, again, the, Cel- the Celtic performances under Neil Lennon, and I know it's, he said one or two games, it was the exact same performances that John Kennedy's produced in the last couple of games. It, it needs a whole change and you need to be trusted you know, so if Stuart and Rory managed Stenhouse Muir for five years and they're brilliant, managed Partick for 10 years and they're brilliant, offered the Rangers job and Stuart's told you, you can't bring Rory because you're going to have to have Peter Lovenkrantz who's been here the last 25 years. Yeah. That makes sense. So see, going back to that when you mentioned... Rory. When you mentioned about Lennon, like, obviously, when would you have said as a time scale, when, when do you think like, Lennon's obviously walked? When do you think Lennon should have walked then? After the first Old Firm defeat. You think? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because you could tell by the attitude and the performance that there was there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it might have been a bit knee jerk. However, when you looked at the opportunities that Celtic had, because in between October and January there was two fortnight breaks for internationals, so Celtic could have got someone in. Mm-hmm. Had a wee look at what they've got for a couple of weeks. Results may not have improved. We don't know. 
right? The, the question there was, should he have walked or not? Should he, like, he should, I don't blame the guy for no walk. That's his job at the end of the day. We're not walking oh, away from oh, a contract. Oh, oh, we well, sorry, he should have been sacked after the old fun game. Aye, should have been been, aye. If I was in a four million per year contract, I wouldn't be walking either. Away for the money, there's a lot of people who, who sit here and say, oh, you know, Lennon should have walked, you know, you, you know, he, he should be leaving, he should be off walking off his own back and all the rest of it. And go go back to, to what I said about Larson. The guys at this level believe in that they can turn these things around. They're not going to walk away. And it's nothing to do, not, not necessarily to do with the money. He wants to regain respect. And I think he's the type of guy Lennon actually is. Like he's been there as a player. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's been as a player. Everybody at that level, but you can't blame the guy for no walking he, away. He, he, he must, but he must have seen through performances that he was getting nothing out of these guys. You but know, and what well, the, the Simon game said it all, really. Like, he hung the players at the dry, said that was the lowest he's felt. He hung the players yeah. every week. And, 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 and to be fair, before I the think he was entitled to yeah. yeah. it. Look, Wilson, you rewind, you rewind to the start of last season or midway through last season. Listen to some of Gerald's interviews, by the way. Listen to some of the Gerald's interviews and listen listen to some of the criticism he gives his players. It's no it's not quite on the same level, but it's no far away. Right. But, but he Gerard gets an exception. He Gerard just got a response. Right? Gerard got a response quickly. Lennon got nothing. No, he never. No, he never. They went on and they finished 13 points behind Celtic. That's what they did. Well, and was, that was after that was after what they were up to in Dubai. <laughs> Look. It, it stands to reason, though, um, you know, Lennon's approach was a little bit in, on reflection. I think he'll look back and go, I shouldn't have done that. But Gerard did do that, and things didn't pick up. It was this season. Uh, sorry, I thought you meant this. Sorry, I thought you were talking about this season. But what I'm saying, what, going back to this season, no, I, I thought you said this season. Going back, no. going back to, to Mark's question, though, and then Celtic had the full month of January to get someone in and new players because. It was obviously there was a, there was an absolute rot setting in, you know. And again, I, I, going back to Rory's point about Gerard the previous year, again, I think Morelos was promised a decent move and it didn't happen, and it started a wee problem within the camp. That's when the likes obviously. Like that's Morelos, why they felt guilty bits. I Morelos think there was a dressing room issue, uh, you know. Morelos but, was in the brink of going, but then obviously that's when they brought in Eaton and they brought in obviously Roof, like as. Direct replacements for him, and obviously, thought, right, hold on a minute. It's not the, the move deteriorated. Well, it's, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's fell through, so obviously, but I know, I know what you mean 100%. But when you've, when you've, uh, you two are possibly involved in this, when you've lost the dressing room as a coach or a manager, there's only one winner. Nah. You know, it's player, player power, that's what it is nowadays. It's player power. And as I say, there was something, I mean, and how, how, how many things in the media. Have you how many Celtic players have come out and said that was your fault? Neil Lennon gets sacked. We were terrible. We were this. We missed our manager. We feel sorry for him. No, Absolutely. I don't. I don't. Absolutely I don't. None. I don't know. Did, if did, I, did Scott Brown not come out the other week and say it was the players' fault? He's he's club captain doing a soundbite for the for the Sky Sports. He no. can't string two words together. That man. He's lost the plot. Him. Even though I love him. Anyway, but right. We've got we've got another question as well. We'll throw this to everybody. We'll bring Wilson in this as well. This completes the end of a 10-year journey for Rangers. What is your favourite memory from the 10 years and what is your weirdest memory for the 10 years as a Rangers fan? I'll throw this to you as well, Wilson, because you must you must have followed Rangers a lot in those 10 years. We'll give it to Stuart. What's your best memory from the 10 years since Rangers were relegated? All of the day. To be honest All of the day. It's been I. It's been... It's been a long ten years. It's been right tough, but probably get another line. To be fair to you, 
don't get me wrong, it was inevitable it was going to be happening. It's just getting across that line, I think, obviously, it's a day, I would say that. Definitely. Mark, Quelland, what's your favourite memory from the 10 years and your weirdest memory from the 10 years? Weirdest memory? I'd, there's a few, actually. As I said earlier on in the show, Michael Chopper making his Alaba debut was, was up there. <laughs> uh, the Hearts game you touched upon when you stood inside Ibrish, it was like wee boys chunk snowballs at the board. That was that was up there. But the day is just, it's just dicing in the cake. And I mean, it's 10 long years. It's, it's long overdue. It's... it's Speechless me, this it's just it's, words can't describe how, how Rangers fans feel just now. It's just, I don't think, as I said earlier on, it will not sink in until you actually see like Tavney left in the trophy. But it's just, there's nobody, never, nobody ever thought we'd have we got this far. Do you know what I mean? They've thought we'd have been unbeaten in the league, we'd be unbeaten in Europe, won the league title for 55. But it's just icing in the cake. Rory, what's your best memory and your weirdest memory for the 10 years since Rangers last won the title? Um, I enjoyed the semi-final against Celtic under Warburton. Um, it was a bit of a false dawn because they played so well that day. And I think at that point in time, everyone thought, right, this is the start of stopping the 10. And like I said, there was a few false dawns along the way, but that was definitely a highlight. They played some great stuff that day and a couple of great goals as well. Um Obviously, went on to lose the final, which was which was disappointing from a Rangers point of view. But um, that was probably my <laughs> that was probably my highlight. But um, when we when I was at Carlisle, we story about when Rangers went down the divisions. When I was at Carlisle, we used to go up and train at Ann in the odd time on their pitch. And the manager Greg Abbott at the time was um, he would chat to everybody. He was a really good guy, and he said he would chop uh, chatting to one of the the guys who ran the local pub when he was up uh, at the side of the training pitch one day. The guy was watching his train, and the guy had said that. He was going to be gutted to see Rangers get promoted because he'd sold, uh, he'd made made income on that one day that Rangers had played on a Saturday down at Annan that he had for the entire previous year. So I think the I think I think the impact it had on on different people as well up and down the country that was quite a weird thing to hear that you know Peter Head or Annan or Stranraer wherever they go these these businesses are all booming because Rangers are, are visiting and I think it just goes to show as well when these cup draws are made it's not just the Fitter fans that are celebrating it's 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 the whole place. The roll shops and the fish and chips, that's, you know what I mean? It's the wee shops, as you mentioned, they, they take the, the buzz out of it. Uh, like the Stranraer, the Stranraer said they wouldn't have survived if they didn't get Rangers in the Cup last year. Uh, Wilson, you're a neutral of the Scottish game. What is your favourite? <laughs> I, I, I don't see why these three are laughing at that when they say that, Scott, to be honest. What is um, your favourite memory from the 10 years as a neutral watching Rangers and what is the weirdest well, I, as, as it, I mean, David Gray's header was unbelievable. That, that was a smashing <laughs> a smashing day for the neutral. Um, what, what I would say is I'm a wee bit of a, of a obviously Scotland is, is, my, is my team as such, but I always felt I would have liked the success when we were coming through the divisions to fall on the likes of Ali McCoy, and Stuart McCall when, when they guys were the manager. And as much as, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a neutral um, and Ali, Ali played for Kilmarnock as well, but Ali McCoy, Stuart McCall were unbelievable footballers and unbelievable for their club and their country. So as, as they kind of progress through the leagues, and I know managers have to cut their teeth, you know, and I'm. I used. I used. Obviously, I used to look at it, and I would look at Ali McCoy, Stephen Durant, and Jim Stewart, and and they were working with guys that couldn't even have the ability to clean their boots, probably, and trying to coach them. And I know they have to cut their teeth, as I said, um, 
I mean, but when they went through the divisions and to bring a wee bit of success, I would have liked that to be Nally McCoy, Stuart McCall that was lifting that league. And I know Gerard's to get all the credit, but I would have liked someone of that out to be lifting that league trophy um, rather than not necessarily, not, nothing against Stephen Gerrard, but, you know, a wee bit of an old romantic that these guys deserved a wee bit because they all played their part in what's went on. And even, know, even Did McCoy still finish second in the championship? Is that no McCoy? I, I, I know, I know, I know. How could we have him lifting the Premier League title when he can't even win the championship? Oh, well, he lifted it lots of times as a player, to be fair. Um, but I know, but I would, I would, that's what I'm saying. I would have liked, I would have liked him if the success was coming and you couldn't stop it. Then I would, have, I would have liked it to fell on you know, Alan McCoyster, Stuart McCall's shoulders. You know, what's, your highlight, what's your favourite part of Rangers top ten in a row? What's your highlight of it? That was the question. What did nah. you enjoy the most? What did I enjoy the most? Yeah. Um, from this season, just from from Rangers being being champions. Um, well, as much as I mean, don't get me wrong, my favourite European team, Slavia Prague. But as much, <laughs> much, as much as they've done, they've 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 done well for the coefficient for the Scottish teams in Europe this year. I think that's been and like, don't get me wrong, as you, and you've seen the social media stuff and. You know, I've been sitting with Benfica strips on, and but you, you can't fail not to be impressed with the results they've produced in Europe. You know, and it's not, and again, it's not been the case of a last-minute penalty through Bobby Madden or you know any of these things. They've they've been out there and played it, and they were they were unlucky and playing big teams in Europe. So what they've done for their coefficient, and I, I tell you this, and this again, I think Stephen Gerrard's footballing brain just might be slightly better than mine. <laughs> I think Rangers now could be resting a lot of these guys and now concentrate on the Europa League. You know, I think the likes of, you know, I, I know Tavernier's injured now, but, you know, get the boy Nathan Patterson playing because Scotland are right back for these Euros, let me tell you. You know, get these young guys playing, you know, in the league games that mean nothing against Hibs and Aberdeen and the other top six teams and start focusing on, you know, Slavia Prague for the next couple of weeks. See where that takes them because that's not it's it's a tough tie, but it's not an impossible tie. No. No. So again, Rangers progress in Europe after Kelly let them down this coefficient a couple of years ago. Just um, a quick question for Stuart and Rory. Just we've got we like I've got a group chat with my pals, our Rangers fans. Like, who would you say for like the third division to probably be now? Who's the worst Rangers player you've seen throughout <laughs> that time? Ransom Daza. That's hundred percent the answer <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> Definitely. John Daly, by the way, John Daly must be there. They actually went to the they went to the extremes of stitching John uh, Fantandaza up so they could get get him. <laughs> <laughs> the taxi driver, the MLS call. They, they go Alex Ray, you phone him. In all honesty, who who would you say, Stuart? Who would you say is the worst player you've seen at Ibrooks through that ten year period? It'd probably be your Santas and stuff like that. I mean, it's. Aye. And then again, the Rangers, they sign them, they're playing for a big club. Do you mean? Aye. It's, they're not there for any reason, but obviously it's, I probably say that's an honest theory. Aye. That's the answer I was actually looking home for, but a lot of my pals and stuff, they would say like Ian Black, but like, Ian Black, Black, Black written down. Would you, honestly, oh. Ian Black on the back was like, played in a Scottish Cup final, I thought Ian Black was all right at hearts. Joey yeah. Barton. I can't have Ian Black. Uh, nah, I just I've got hit. There's has to be Ian Black, but I'll go get into it. Joey, Joey Barton must be right up there. Joey Barton was. He didn't get started. The kick that Barton, tackle Joey from Barton, Barton, Shane Offers this year's Joey Barton. I, t- I tell you that as well. Another another 
unbelievable player that was rubbish at Rangers, Crancher. Hey, Crancher was injured, to be fair. The, the Joey Barton one in terms of what was expected of him the level he's played that and you know obviously you can't compare him to Fran Sandaza but the expectation and what people expected Joey Barton's probably a no bad shout if you take and if you take off your um, blue glasses Andy Hardy wasn't the great at Rangers I think he's a good player I think I think he'll do well at Hearts I think he'd be Kelly's best if you play for Kelly he'd be Kelly's best player but these games for Rangers and I know it was a tough time you know, he does not. He fall into the category of nah, worst player during that time. He filled in at left back a few times, and he came in and played in a good few games. There's no way he falls into the Fansandaza category. No chance. Mm. Uh, Halliday was a badge kisser. That's... Ah, of course, he was like Nacho Novo as well. Oh, we limit, limited ability, but kiss the badge. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what he did as well. So, what, so as, go back to Stuart Rory. So you would probably both agree on that Sandaza is probably the worst. The first one that came into my head, so... Aye. I was the same. That's, when I asked the boys in the group chat, we always talk about it, who gives you the best, like, the biggest fear or haunts you for the... Emerson, Emerson Kribari. That, no, no, no. The boy, the boy that came, it was for Cyprus, who played right back. I get you. I am. He was... Oh, <laughs> I don't even remember these guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you were quite probably interested me on Rangers then you were but like no don't watch pub leagues mate <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching them next year but I'll know no, that's not the last time I'm going but that, we'll wrap up the show at that point I just want to say as well to Stuart our special guest it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show thanks very much thanks for having us it was Brilliant. as well as that I just want to say every Rangers fan soak in this for what it is it's been Worth the 10 years. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> and Wilson, Mark and Rory, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Scott. Superb. Thanks very much for watching, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. 